It's, folks, it is, as you know, the podcast that is dedicated to talking about the first and last episodes of TV shows, filling in pop culture blind spots so you do not have to, or maybe so that you do have to. Spoilers, I think I would like to watch some more of this show. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, Matsiani. Hello. Stephen Doughton. It looks like a shark bit my hair right here. Look at this. Do you see this? <laughs> Doesn't it kind of look like my hair is like does. a cookie? It made me look like something <laughs> did take a big chomp out of your hair. You know? Ow. <laughs> I, uh, I scanned every... Uh, so for those of you who don't know that listen to this podcast, I, uh, I've... Uh, got a bit of a hobby of taking photos and i for a long time would use an instax camera and over the past like two weeks i scanned every single instax photo i took which was 216 photos over a five-year span on that camera and mostly what it showed me is that uh, matt and i have looked pretty much the same for the past five years and we have a lot of friends who had different haircuts during those five (laughs) years yeah, I had different glasses at one point. Yeah, because I because I scanned those in a random order. It was very clear where I'd be like, "Whoa, fuck, whoa!" When were they rocking this one? Jesus, <laughs> what were they thinking? Bad bad haircuts are bad haircuts are good when they're in the past. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I kept in it's- us talking about you looking like a coin, <laughs> specifically because <laughs> it was in the past. The ultimate Stephen bad haircut. <laughs> I had a date that night. You did have a date that night. How'd that work out? That was the one where I kissed her until she cried. Part one. Steven, don't answer this question. How many parts would you think that story has gone throughout Steven's life, Matt? Are we talking about, like, she might have cried when I left? I'm talking about cried, like, during the kissing. We don't have to answer your question. All right, four. Yeah, four for that one is my guess. And then when you left, yeah, untold millions. <laughs> Every woman, every woman across America. Oh, no. Stephen Heartbreaker Downton. Oh, no. You know who else was some real heartbreakers? The Desperate Housewives. The Desperate Housewives. Let me tell you guys, these housewives, whoo, whoo. They were desperate. They, and, and, and it feels, you know, it feels like a lot of stuff happened. Some of these guys turned into house desperate house divorcees at certain points. That's true. And you know what's also fun? Some of them did not, despite the fact that that was my expectation for what would happen with their plot line. Correct. Pretty much all of them, really. From the pilot? Well, Brie got divorced. Spoilers. What? She got divorced? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Judging by the fact that her husband appeared at the ghost ensemble, at I the loved. End. I loved. I loved that. I loved that. It was just like just fucking people dressed in white standing on the lawn. That when, ruled. When, when with it the, the AI voiceover happening, it sounded like fucking uh. Siri was narrating the show at the end. Not for the rest of it. Just in that part, for some reason, Siri took over. Desperate Housewives was an American comedy, drama, and mystery television series created by Mark Cherry, produced by ABC Studios and Cherry Production. It aired for eight seasons on ABC from October 3rd, 2004 until May 13th, 2012 for a total of 180 episodes. It was set on Wisteria Lane in the fictional town of Fairview. Would you like to guess what state Fairview was in? I... uh lived right next to a Fairview for a year in Ireland, but I doubt it was Ireland. 
Uh, yeah, it was the state it was of Ireland, Ireland America in yeah. this in this world. Ireland had been colonized. <laughs> it's like a hairy turtle dove story. Is Fairview not in California? It is not listed as being in California. Massachusetts? Uh, no, none of you are going to get it right because it's in the fictional Eagle State, which is it's just called hilarious. Eagle State. It's called Eagle State with state also capitalized. So it's like, where are you from? Oh, I grew up in Eagle State. That's Does a that school. Mean that's Eagle State. That's where did you guys? Where did where did you where did you guys go to school? Where did you guys go to university? State, state University. Oh, it's Eagle State. War Eagle. <laughs> no, it's Eagle State State University. Ah, uh, right. Eagle, Eagle, State, 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 Eagle State State. I went to Eagle yeah. State Technical yeah. College. Eagle State A&M, Eagle State University, and Eagle State State University. All very different yeah. schools. Correct. Actually, instead though of like War Eagle, it'd be like, you know, Battle Down Tiger or whatever other alternate reality version this would have. Where the uh, Eagle State condors. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it follows the lives of a group of women and is seen through their eyes of their friend and neighbor who shot herself in the head in the pilot episode. Uh, it covers f- 15 years of these women's lives over eight seasons because there is a time gap. Uh, I did not know that until just now as I am reading. Yeah, the, where is the time gap? Brief synopsis. The time gap happened, so it went 2004 to 2008, and then they jumped into 2013 mm. to 2019. So really, huh. the show only just wrapped up two years ago. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Wow. I wonder how the Desperate Housewives handled the Trump presidency. Yeah, Trump was president during a fair amount of this, and we're he- we're headed headlong into the COVID nineteen pandemic. <laughs> oh my God! Not quite yet. Not quite yet. But pretty soon it ended. S- Susan left, and then bam. Yeah, moved to New York, and then whoo! <laughs> Immediately. That's how they were able to get that spot. Uh, suddenly, just everyone had left New York. Yeah, it's the early days of everybody fleeing Midtown. Uh, now, uh, Stephen, you were the one who had us, or you were the one who picked Desperate Housewives for us. Would you tell us why you decided on this show this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, you if, if you listened last week, you know that um, I really, really thought long and hard about which show I was going <laughs> to pick. Um, but basically, this was a show I watched probably half of, um, and it was a it was a very very big show, and like the fucking gardener guy what was his name um john tucker. I, I, I know it was john but yes john tucker right um all uh, of my notes refer to him only as john tucker of course of john tucker must die right uh, he got he got movie roles as the lead got, because okay, of this okay, okay okay let's not jump to let's not jump out ahead he got a movie role and he's not even the lead of that movie he's just the title character sure it's enough, a part right. of that that interesting phenomenon to me where there's just a movie with a full like a full person's name like we're supposed to know who john tucker is no i, and like I don't that. think they ever work uh, I, you know what? You're probably right. Anyway, John Wick um, being the exception. Now that I think about it, where it's just like that's a character's name that fucking worked. But anyway, Jesse Metcalf was like all over the the circuits of like talk shows and stuff as like the hot gardener, and you know everybody was like, oh ho ho, uh, these are housewives with secrets. <laughs> he was so hot, everyone became a French person. <laughs> <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at these housewives. And everybody regress. Every, everybody became the female version of fucking Pepe Le Pew, like just like floating after Jesse Metcalf. Um, I don't know. It was it was a, it was a sensation, and it was a sensation that I paid some attention to, and I hadn't thought about it very hard since I watched it when I was a kid. Um, and I wanted to know how interesting this show really was, and if I liked it. And you know, one thing that changed is when I was a kid, I was always like, you know, whatever. Everybody's just like Eva Longoria is insanely hot. Sure, fine, whatever. And my tastes have changed because holy shit. Oh my God, Eva Longoria is hot. Wow. Oh, I was, I really Jesus thought, Christ. I thought you were going to drop that somebody else was the hot one. Yeah, I don't know. As a kid, I was like, sure, she's not really my taste. And now I'm like, oh, wow. Woo. I swung the opposite way, actually. Uh, Matt, who did your taste swing to then? Wait, hold on. Was that you saying that you did find her attractive and then didn't? Yes. Or was this you being like Brie Vandekamp? Are you more of a me? Susan person now? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember any of their names. Matt, there are four main characters on this show. Can you give me the first name of any of them? Bree. Okay, but we just said that one. Give it a different one. Susan. Yeah, I also just said that one. Yeah, I know. That's That's why I know him. Uh, 50% right now. Gabby. That's it. Okay. And one more. What's the last one? He's not going to get it. I I bet money he's not going to get this one. This would be the... Listen... Stephen has oh, to do I a know, shot. No, I know Matt it's. I know one. it's. It's like. Are you ready for a, a non-name guess? It's like Rizelle or yep. something like that. <laughs> Lynette. 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 Rizelle. Uh, apparently, Rizelle, show, Rizelle is a video game character from the nineties. Uh, apparently, uh, in its final season. Uh, Desperate Housewives surpassed Charm as the hour-long television series featuring all female leads with the most episodes. I love wow. highly specific. Yeah, that's a baseball stat ass record. <laughs> I would love to hear Joe Buck say that. <laughs> Counts two and two. You know, Desperate Housewives is now officially surpassed. Fell back into the upper bleachers. All right. Anyways, yeah. Just I'm that sorry level. about my racism and also. Uh, there goes the drive to deep right. Oh, ca- oh, the the guy with the Castellanos. Yeah, yeah Castellanos is a drive uh, deep center. That's a home run. I consider myself a man of faith. I don't know if I'll ever be putting this microphone or this headset back on. And there's a drive into left field. <laughs> <laughs> this is away. real. Have you oh, listened right. to this, Matt? No. Have you yeah, listened to this? Also, this sounds <laughs> amazing. Um, a hot mic. A hot mic. Cut, a hot mic caught the Reds play-by-play guy. Saying, saying something homophobic. Saying that Kansas then, City was the F word capital of the of the country or something like that. Which is hilarious. Was, it, was that on what many it was? Levels. Yeah, it was something yeah, like that. Something like that. And then he, they, he goes to do the apology and mid apology the guy run. hits a home run. <laughs> and this isn't apparently Castellanos has done this now like four or five times where someone is doing like the other earlier the season in Kansas City again, they were just like paying tribute to some guy who recently died who was like a World War II veteran, they're going long about the life, and it's like, few men have ever lived a life like, and there's a drive deep into left field. Back, back, now they're running out of room. Castellanos with his did you find 26 it? of the year. I did. Because I have it here. No, okay. I found it. Watch it right now. Listen, we're just going to talk about, you know, you got Dana Delaney, you got Vanessa Williams in guest roles, you got Terry Hatcher, uh, who I most know as being a Bond girl, 
that's like the only thing I'd ever seen her in. Uh, Marsha Cross, who I guess was on 90210 for a long time. She seemed great. Uh, Ava Longoria, this was her big break. Nicolette Sheridan, she was around. And of course, you got Felicity Huffman, the only desperate housewife who's lived out a desperate housewife plotline post the end of the show. Are you going to talk about the... the in the... Transamerica. No, I'm going to talk about the nationwide college entrance exam cheating yes. scandal. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Operation yes. Varsity Blues. I do remember this. Yeah. Where she pleaded guilty to federal charges and for paying $15,000 to have a proctor correct SAT questions answered incorrectly by her daughter. She was sentenced to 14 days in prison, a $30,000 fine, 250 hours of community service, and one year supervised release for the part of her scandal. Uh, and somehow William H. Macy escaped all of this. That That's seems nothing. extreme. But also, I'm I'm asking, like, as a culture, do we think that that's, like, ethically bad? Because that seems fine to me. Uh, it's ethically bad to me because I uh, really respect and love the sporting tradition. And the fact that these people just got to be on the USC water polo team or whatever shit. <laughs> That's just not right. I just, I just think anything that delegitimizes our institutions is a net good. Like w- within Probably, reason, yes. that doesn't do like that one doesn't seem that harmful. It only helps delegitimize our institutions. So and this has been Anarchy Corner. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, not that they need any help. <laughs> yeah, really. Desperate Housewives was created by a Mark man, Cherry. Mark motherfucking Cherry. Mark Cherry, would you guys like to guess? Would you guys like to guess what his Wikipedia profile photo is from, based on three episodes of Desperate Housewives that you watched? Like the Catalina wine mixer. Okay, <laughs> Matt, you're not wrong. You're not. You're you're off, but you're also not wrong. Like the RNC. Oh boy, what's the midpoint between the RNC and the Catalina <laughs> Catalina wine mixer? That's the Log Cabin Republicans' courage to yeah. lead dinner in yeah. June 2006, <laughs> baby. Wow, you guys put up a seven ten split on that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was, as he would say, somewhat of a conservative gay Republican. But don't worry, don't you worry. The moment Trump got elected, he was he became no good. longer. Wow. He I, stopped I, being a Republican. I got to commend the him. Second, Salute for your the service. The second Trump's foot hit the escalator, which like, there you go. That's the time to jump off. Uh, he later created a show called um, Devious Maids, which had Ava Longoria on it. I almost picked that Sherman. for my punishment pick. How long did Devious Maids go for? Devious Maids ran for four seasons. Yes. Yeah, uh, I remember it being also, long enough uh, for... He also was involved with the show Why Women Kill, which is still airing. This man is, is obsessed with women doing bad things. Aren't we all? Fair. I suppose. <laughs> so what... I guess he is, he's a Republican in television. What does his controversy section on Wikipedia say? Or is it in his personal life section? There's neither. Well, there is a personal... You're right. You know, personal life goes first. But the personal life is just like early life, uh, brief like overview, and then political views. Uh, And then there's career, early career, desperate housewives, devious maids, why women kill, other ventures. Uh, He appeared as himself in an episode of Golden Girl... I mean, sorry, an episode of Arrested Development uh, because he and Mitchell Hurwitz both wrote for Golden Girls. And they're hmm. friends, apparently. Or knew each other from that. 
Yeah, he he was a writer and producer for Golden Girls for a long time. Uh, huh. And then I uh, okay. Uh, I actually, you know what? That fucking checks out. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Desperate Housewives is fun because one, a friend, uh, it 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 worked out perfectly because one, a friend told me that they're moving to the suburbs, and two, I've been thinking about watching Halloween. <laughs> I mean, everything in the show was far more insidious, insidious and scary than anything in Halloween. That's right. Halloween, you know, it's one uh, day. How much damage can happen in one day? Trying to see any of the, like, casting, how this kind of worked through. You know, mostly what really happened with the, the creation of the show is uh, a show that looms large also. There's a few shows that just kind of circle around this podcast that we've talked about, X-Files being a major one of those. Mm-hmm. And then another one is the OC. The OC looms large on this podcast because we keep picking other Josh Schwartz uh, uh, ventures. Yeah. But one of the things that happened with the creation of Desperate Housewives was the that a ABC had recently hired two new executives, uh, Lloyd Braun and Susan Lynn, who decided that after the success of the OC and its like soap opera primetime energy, they were like, we need one of these at ABC. Let's go with this one. Uh, that checks out, yeah. And then shortly thereafter, Disney fired these two executives. Ooh. Because they approved another new drama series, the other series that looms large over this podcast. Lost? Lost. They did Lost in Desperate Housewives, and they got fired. That's absurd. That's if I did insane. such a good job, that's wild. If I did, they did such a good job with their, their with that. They were like, "Hey, here's these two shows." Lost might be the most essential television show of all time. Like genuinely, I might believe that. Imagine getting fired for that. I mean, I guess maybe like post two thousand, certainly up there. A, a, you know, a monumental show that as the, event that has television lasting. goes. Yeah. Like. And, like, the people, like, the fact that, like, the, you know, again, the people who are involved in Lost go on to establish the Star Wars cinematic universe that exists now is, yeah. like, absurd. And are now doing, like, Batman and shit like that as well. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the pilot episode of Desperate Housewives. That's correct. Guys, you have no idea how in-depth DesperateHousewives.fandom.com slash wiki slash pilot is. hey Interesting. They break this down into acts like it's a fucking play. It is a play. Would you like... Yeah. It is a play. What was the, what was the one that actually it's was broken down into acts? Oh, that was that was um, Dark Shadows. It starts with teaser. We are shown an overview of an idyllic suburban street, Wisteria Lane, located in the town of Fairview, Eagle State, USA. A school bus is seen driving out the street as people are walking. Oh like my they god! Get into it! Wow! They did, get did somebody into watch it. this on like point one two five speed? And just, like, they just watched it a million times. They just everything. watched every scene like four times. Guys, my name is Mary Alice Young. When you read this morning's paper, you may choose to come across. Just you may po- come across an article script. about the unusual day. I la- uh, <laughs> the unusual day I last week. You may come across an article about the unusual day I last week. <laughs> Normally, there's never anything newsworthy about my life, but that all changed last Thursday. We flash forward to Thursday morning when Mary Alice's husband, Paul, and her 16-year-old son, Zach, are sitting at a small round table in their house near the window that's filled with breakfast goods. Oh my Mary God. Alice enters the room, bringing with her a tray of waffles, and then she sits down with her family as Paul takes the waffles out of her hand. 
Of course, everything seemed quite normal at first. I made breakfast for my family. A washing machine's on-off button is seen, and Mary Alice turns it on. Oh, my she God. She is then seen walking away with a basket <laughs> of laundry as the machine proceeds to wash yet another round. I performed my chores. Mary Alice's hand is seen swirling some paint <laughs> in a can with a paintbrush, which she then utilizes to paint a patio chair in beige. I completed my projects. Mary Alice is seen walking out of the laundry service store, carrying several items and clothing. I ran my errands. Mary Alice's letterbox is opened, and we see her take some envelopes from inside. In truth, I've had I spent the day as I spend every other day. Quality, I'm just trying to get to the end of this part. Quietly polishing my, the routine of my life until it gleamed with perfection. Inside her house, Mary Alice, in a parentheses, now iconic, beige outfit. I really just needed to get to the parentheses. Now iconic beige outfit. True. This scene in her living room. She fixes a frame with the photo of her son, which was atop a piano, along with several other pictures, restoring the balance. She smiles. She heads to the hallway closet and picks up a shoebox from the highest shelf. That's why it's so astonishing when I decided to go to my hallway closet and retrieve a revolver that had never been used. Mary Alice is shown lifting up a revolver to her hand and pointing it. Or po- or shown lifting up a revolver in her hand and pointing it at her head. She looks sad. Her finger pulls the trigger, the gun goes off, and we see the reflection of Mary Alice going down in the frame of the family's picture. Wow. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we, we open in Wisteria Lane, where, every, where everyone in the neighborhood is shocked by the suicide of Mary Alice, uh, who lives an ideal domestic life. Uh, you know, her neighbor comes running over because uh, she hears the gunshot, and then it's just like, what happened? I got to find out, and runs over with a blender. Uh, that she's had for six months. Six months. Listen, and then she if sees... you've had my blender for six months, you are excommunicado. <laughs> I'll say it's nice that we've gotten past this kind of like, it's an idyllic suburban domestic life for them with a twist. Like, I'm so glad that show, like every show is not like this anymore. Like, I think we had a good run being nostalgic slash, you know, subverting our understanding of that time but uh it's so nice to not see it anymore the most radical thing somebody could do about a show set in the suburbs now is show the people in the suburbs living like a quiet but frustrating but like you know still fulfilling life yeah like instead of being like oh it's filled with dark secrets it's just like hey these two crazy kids are trying to make it work yeah that's the most subversive thing they could do yeah and I get it. Like, I get how it happens. So many shows for a long time were about that, what Ian was describing. Like, and they were, you know, kind of soft comedies, kind of drum, kind of dramatic. But yeah, mostly about like a fine life in the suburbs. And then it became like, this is the Stepford Wives for everything. Yeah. How are we yeah. feeling on the suburbs, everyone? They referenced the Stepford Wives. Actually, I was going to reference, I was going to say, when they first showed the four of five of them around the table in that little flashback at the beginning, I was like, they could have just called this show Sex in the Suburbs and it would have been absolutely, like, as Absolutely. Like, it would have been like... <laughs> I, I don't know if network TV would let them get away with calling this show Sex in the title in 2004. I'm just saying, like, it, it, like it, it's so close to Sex I in bet, the City. I really, I bet, actually... Absolutely. If I search Sex in the Suburbs, I'll find, like... Wait, Sex in the Suburbs is a thing? Oh, it's an is episode of the show Suburgatory. Oh, sure. Okay. 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 I, okay. The name of that show on its own. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, you're right. The moment I said Come it. on. 
come on. But yeah, uh, how I feel about I, the suburbs. I live this? in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. So forever for the rest of my life, fuck people from the suburbs. If you come to my fucking city, I will bum, hit you with my bum, car. Bum, bum, Get the fuck bum, out of here. Bum, fuck bum, the suburbs. Bum, 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 okay. Bum, bum, but bum, the suburbs bum, seem fine if you if it's not Chicago. Yeah, because like I'm I'm at the point now where I'm like I'm not looking to move there, but I've gone from being like, why would people move to the suburbs to being like having a yard seems pretty nice. Yeah, like I mean, what the fuck? What, what am I doing? Going to a restaurant? Yeah, Who gives a shit? <laughs> Uh, there's a certain level of yeah they're like what the fuck am i doing right now like level of it but yeah they're like oh we're moving to the suburbs and i'm like hey you know good for you i'll come visit all things considered it's not that bad i'm yeah. glad that steven chose to interpret it in the way that i assumed one of you would and i also knew how you were gonna answer which is fuck arcade fire <laughs> those guys are dicks actually i take those it guys back are dicks. wait no they are dicks yeah, <laughs> to we quote all love Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, the original, the original um, war on arcade drugs fire can hater. suck my dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I kind of live in the suburbs right now. Uh, weirdly enough, it's fine. I need to figure out how to make a yard into like a place where there's stuff growing that isn't lawn. I'm not the person to do that, but I have a lot yeah. of friends who are. Move in uh. and figure out my yard for me. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. It's. I think it's that I've. I now know enough people who have children that I'm just like, sure. Yeah. Go live in the suburbs. And Seems now it's better gone for you. Like, why would anyone? Yeah. And also, it's gone from me being like, why would anyone go to live in the suburbs to then being like, I go to the suburbs where they're where they live with their child uh, or children in the case most recently, uh, and then I hang out there for like a weekend. And I'm like. I feel fucking rested, and they look at me through their dead eyes as they had children screaming at them all day, and they're like, how is that possible? And I'm like, it's different lives, man. Different energy, you know? Yeah. yeah. I also felt like I had a very <laughs> restful vacation at that house. I was going to say, Steven, I think you felt the exact same way. Exactly. I was like, like, I was like wow, wow, this was nice. I got to come here again you guys, sometime. You, you guys said you haven't watched a movie in a year? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you watched wow. this one episode That's of Coco Melon? <laughs> <laughs> As I'm just there, just like drinking a beer and just like, just fucking great. Vibing. You guys had two... You guys so, bought a 12-pack of beer, you drank one beer, and then were like, I could die right now, and maybe I'd find peace finally. <laughs> While I'm outside, I'm just like, look at the rain hitting your yard. Lynette is look looking to that. find peace from her children after she quit her job uh, in order to stay at home and take care of the kids. Uh, I, uh, I, again, you know, major theme, just people we know having kids. I was talking with somebody, and I was like, you, you know, I think you do a really great job being a mother of sons. I th and then I'm really glad that I used the phrase, you're built for war, because then I watched this episode of Desperate Housewives, where <laughs> I think legally Lynette should be allowed to execute one of her, her three awful sons. Because boy, watching these three kids run around, it was very much the like, she should be allowed to like, one of these kids should have to... You know, there's the short story about like, could a society... Would, would you be comfortable living in a society... Uh, that was perfect, except one child was perpetually miserable. And if it was one of these three fucking kids, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've talked at length multiple times about how if I were to have a kid, I would like, I w it would be bad because everyone always says, I don't care what 
gender, blah, blah, blah. I, I would just be sitting there hoping it was a girl the whole time. And people well, are like, why? And I'm like, because men, because boys, boys, they're just so violent. Fuck a boy. Well, no, so this is, this, but this was the point that we were talking about when we were talking about the, 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 the you know, the, the, this person having a child where it's like, you front load the badness with a boy. Maybe. I guess. Sometimes. Listen. Uh, listen. Sometimes. The two women who were a part of this conversation said, quote, a girl will commit psychological warfare against you. I can handle quote. that shit. <laughs> I, what I can't handle is people who, who, who are physically violent. I have trained for that for zero minutes. I have no fighting skills. Well, I, mean, I am not strong. <laughs> well, you're nobody's. Okay, like, if you're the dad, <laughs> the whole thing about never fighting your dad still is true. They're not going to actually fight you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I know, but not, I'm just afraid not, of was, getting. It wasn't Stephen being like, "I have to restrain them." It was Stephen being like, "One day, my son will come to me, and he will kick my ass." <laughs> I've, I've had this example. I've had this example before. I was I was standing in in Grand Canal Docks, which is a place in Dublin, and I, I was just. It was during one of the lockdowns, and it was within five k my house, and I was just outside to be outside, and there was a pack of kids all about 11 or 12, all boys. And I watched one of them run up to a man whose job it was to make sure that too many people didn't go into the grocery store at a time. He was probably 65. Walked up to him and spit on him. And then he and then ran away and then ran back and kicked him in the shin and then ran away again. <laughs> this man couldn't do anything. <laughs> like he's sixty five. This kid was like eleven. Why did he do it? Because he's a fucking boy. Like boys I, are insane. I, I want to a, a boy drove up. A boy, a, like a a, a a guy drove drove next to me in the car recently, and like I guess he was an adult, but he was probably eighteen <laughs> or so. This eleven year and old. I was on my bike. <laughs> no, no, no. This eleven. This year same eleven year old. The same eleven year old stole a car. Kicks away the balls. My bike. Took their car. Drove up he, next to Steven. He, like he's playing, like he's playing GTA. <laughs> I mean, men are so—they're just weird. Like, like I—I I was, I was just riding my bike, and he looked at me, and I, like I—I—I I, I didn't really even notice, but it just so happened that that we were going about the same speed, and then he went, and then and then started laughing and drove off, and I was like, when you least expect it. I was like, men are so fucking crazy. That's really like, what is the deal? Um, Bobby in the first Twin Peaks episode, and when you right. least expect it, when it you really least is. expect it, I know that. Uh, Steven, Bobby is a realistic character. Steven, <laughs> I do want to take everything though. I understand everything that you're coming from that, but I own a photography book called My Last Day at Seventeen, which is just from this photographer who would game, go to the same town in ireland where he was doing like an artistry re where he did an artist uh residency and then he went back for five years and would just take photos of the children and my only idea now is that ireland's kids are a particular brand of awful because <laughs> that that photo book like this friend was looking through it and she's like why is every 10th page like 10th photo some kid who just clearly lit a fire and i'm like i don't know ireland dude so, dude I, I, I was riding my bike my, home one time and there was about and there was about 12 teen boys rolling tires down a road and i was like what the fuck is going on and i and i, I told this fun. story to I like five people i told this story to like five people and they were all rolling them the same direction and they were like oh they were just gonna go set them on fire and i was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> I think I think I think what you need to wish, Stephen, is that if you do have a son, you've left the country and you don't have a horrid Irish son who will just steal the tires from your car, light them on fire, and then laugh at you as you bike by him. <laughs> B- boys are horrifying. <laughs> they have fun doing the weirdest shit. <laughs> like, I, I think we came out great, but <laughs> Lynette's children's are nightmares. Yeah. Anyway, Brie Vandekamp uh, is a woman in, who is very Big capable. Big energy. Very capable in mm. the in the in the homemaking, in knowledge about food and drink, uh, all of these things. But has lost her her ability to connect with others in a in a real way, and her her wife, her husband rather, has fallen out of love with her. The that part is in the Matsyana energy. The Matsyana energy is the part when someone says, "No one asked you to spend three hours <laughs> making dinner," while she looks them dead in the eye and is like, "How fucking dare you say that to me." The son says, can't we ever just have food and not cuisine? And she responds correctly <laughs> by saying, are you on drugs? <laughs> that, was, that was when I took the note. Big Matsiani energy and Brie here. The one difference, <laughs> the one difference between Matt and Brie is that, and I know that this might not be the case if Matt was talking to a 15-year-old boy, so take that with a grain of salt. But I think if Matt served you or I dinner for three hours and I, and and he said, how is your meal? And one of us said, okay. He'd be like, oh, shit. What did I fuck? I knew I overcooked the... Wait, let me like, try it. Give it, give me <laughs> like, What happened? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It wouldn't be anger. It would be immediate self-evaluation. <laughs> like, and then it's Matt goes back into the kitchen for another three hours. I yeah, just like, this. I got it. I got this. I will say this show uh, is big big time cowards by not ever showing the food three Dude, hours also and we don't Buku get a sounded, shot of the Osobuco. what the fuck oh god that sounded so fucking good i'm waiting for it to dip to like 50 degrees and then i can start pulling this shit out yeah baby uh gabrielle solis is a uh very uh traditionally attractive trophy wife type person married to an extremely rich man who has a lot of uh goods who uh <laughs> keeps her keeps her unambiguously an abuser right yeah uh, uh well yeah, probably it's, it's weird it's weird more of a neglector I'm, but i guess he's an abuser because he said yeah no he's an abuser like, hey, he you said have if to he get wants to touch her ass, can touch because, her ass. yeah no, you're oh, right. right. I forgot about I that. Forgot part. about that. I forgot about that line. Because uh, I was thinking just on the dynamic of them. Because it's also so. I, I watched the first episode, and then the next day, I watched the next two. So I'm like, right, yeah, the they flip psychological it. abuse flip between the two yeah, of them. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot the if uh, I I made two hundred thousand dollars off of them last year. And um, they they tried to make this guy sympathetic at some point in the show, and I'd like to know how that flip happened. They did because uh, he is vile. They did. He's a in monster. The first in the first in the first season, he's a monster, and then they do do a flip. It's it's interesting. I will say, just like what if we decided off, we like him? He pulls off the greatest executed bit uh, clearly in the show. So funny, I'm so gonna, funny, I'm gonna, hilarious. I'm I was just waiting for him I, to be I like. I was just waiting it. for him to be like Gabby, but it's funny though. It's yeah. it was so funny. <laughs> the hiring the hot female gardener. <laughs> hiring the hot female gardener is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that was That's great. so funny. <laughs> genuinely <laughs> such a genius bit of just if i did also, that if i did that to my wife 
if I did that to my wife and then my wife was like, that's not funny because I'm still hurt by that. I'd be like, dude, it's been like it's, eight years. Yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> if, if she cheated on you and your response is eight years later, you're like, hey, remember when you did that with a joke? That's, that's a hilarious. healthy relationship. That's amazing. Yeah. Like that's the part, and also just like the smug grin on his face when she comes back, and she's like, "What did you do?" And he's like, "I hired a new gardener." Funny as hell. Yeah, like if I, I had agree. not watched I the agree. last episode, if I hadn't watched the first episode and been like, "Yeah, what the fuck's up with this dude?" and then watched the the ending when I was just like, "He apparently killed somebody for her," and then yeah. did a really good bit. This guy's great. Uh, so Gabrielle is, uh, for context, coping with uh, not getting the right kind of a love and attention from her husband, uh, in addition to him sort of whoring her out in certain ways for de- business deals by sleeping with the very hot and young gardener, uh, which became a fucking sensation. Uh, it's also mentioned, so she was a model and they met, and uh, it is mentioned that she fucked half the Yankees, which means she definitely has like half the iPad. Yankees outfield. Yeah, she oh, has the gift the Yan- bag. Outfield. Wait, yeah, I thought it was the gift. She had the Jeter gift bag. I, I, but it's just yeah, the outfield. I hope what? she does. Wait. I hope she does have the. How I know there's only the three outfield? outfielders. Do you I round know. Up? I know. Is I guess there there's a, a there's a backup. I have that note. I, 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 I they must they must platoon. I mean, they most most outfields you, platoon at least one of the positions. Stephen, could you point. imagine though how much more we would have enjoyed the line had it just been you? You slept with the Yankees outfield platoon. <laughs> yeah, like how, how did like yeah if they'd had that conversation of one of them and like you slept with half the Yankees outfield how is it even possible they had a platoon well, they, in right field they had like a platoon <laughs> in right field and they do the shift so much that Jeter's basically playing center sometimes they have yeah the shortstop is in the outfield um, uh, this is a bit early for that amount of shifting uh, mm. could, could <laughs> I hope she does have the gift bag I hope she has the gift bag I hope she has the gift bag it'd be so good. Yeah, you bought me this $15,000 diamond necklace, but like, look at what was in the bag that Jeter gave me. <laughs> like, what makes you think you earned treating me this way? Holds up her phone that just says Jeets on the contact page. <laughs> yeah, Jeets. Yeah, Jeets. Uh, Susan, who is a single mother of a teen, um, a teen that she- talks to her a lot about her sex life. Kids in shows be doing that. It's a great way to show a character. Kids, and shows, kids and shows be doing that. Kids and shows do be doing that. And they were just like, what if, what if Gilmore girls, but not was one, it was one tiny section of this. Yeah. What if, what uh, if a quarter Gilmore girls, the actor was her name, Julie, or am I getting things mixed up with fucking Friday night lights? Susan Meyer. No, her son, her daughter. Uh, Julie. Her her daughter is named Julie. Cool. Okay, yeah. I was, also, like, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was Julie, but I, I was worried I was getting mixed up. Uh, other people considered for this role uh, include... Wow! Oh my god, it would be a different universe had any of these people been cast. Amy Teagarden. Uh, no, no, no. This is for Susan. Oh, for, for, oh, for the, okay. uh, uh, the Terry Hatcher um, the role. Uh, other people considered for this role. Courtney Cox. Wow. Yeah. Callista Flockhart. Wow. Okay. Heather Locklear. Okay. Mary Louise Parker. I mean, I can name the who's shows. Mary Louise Par- people who's Mar- that, who's like, Mary Louise Parker? Weeds. Weeds. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Celia Ward, who is, uh, you would know for House being the main, like uh, okay. one of the main women in that one. I think she was on that. She what was, was Terry Hatcher in before Desperate Housewife? Because she was. She was a Bond girl. That's like all yeah. I know her from. Okay. I, she I was, she she was the, something no, first. Now, there was. 
now I'm, I'm bearing the lead here because there was somebody who had expressed an explicit interest in the role, but ABC executives felt she was not right for the part. Sarah Jessica Parker. Monica Lewinsky. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Wow! <laughs> this show would have been so much better. This show would have been amazing. This show would have been so much played that part. Yeah. It yeah. would also be a completely different television show. The she show would have, would have become it. about her. She would have her. taken it by the balls. Yeah. Yeah, she would have taken yeah, it by the it balls. Would have, it would have they would have about... had to. They would have no choice but to make Honestly, it about her because uh, she would have been... Huffman and Cross feel like they could have gone toe-to-toe on that for certain parts. I don't mm. think Ava Longoria could have kept up. Not a chance. No. I don't Hard think anyone, any of I them could have kept up. I don't I think, think they would. I think, I, I I think I, uh, Louis Dreyfus runs circles around all of them. I think she runs circles around them, but I think that the others keep up enough that they become the sitcom enemy as opposed to the friend, and the dynamic becomes different. And also, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is clearly the monster of the television show and how the show would also work. Yes. Like, she Probably. has to be the worst person. Anyways. Anyway, Terry Hatcher, a.k.a. Susan, uh, immediately tries to uh, hit on the new eligible bachelor that has moved into town, Mike Delfino, but All she is... All of this is... happening while the... They are at a funeral. The backdrop oh, right. of their friend's funeral. Yes. Uh, she she spends the episode competing for his affection with the neighborhood slut, uh, that bitch. Edie Britt, who seems fine. I don't know. She seems fine. Yeah, I mean, she yeah, seems no, like she's like, going through it, but yeah. Other, I mean, aren't we yeah. all though? Okay, so the the. The Wikipedia synopsis jumps around, uh, mostly just focusing on character over plot, so it ends at the, you know, so it, it's, it follows the Susan plot. Because, yeah, as, as we mentioned and as we alluded to, you know, Susan feels jealous about Edie and Mike, so she enters Edie's home uh, to borrow stuff because she thinks that she's having sex with Mike, the new plumber that she's jealous about, except it turns out he's also not a plumber because at one point... He takes a phone call and then pulls the gun out from his his uh, belt loop. And then it's just like, yeah, I uh, no, not yet, but I'm on the case. Don't worry. And you're like, I guess he's a detective. Uh, yeah, but she knocks over a candle while she's grabbing this stuff, which sets fire to the entire house. And she flees. Uh, and she's Susan is completely like racked with guilt about all of this. But. She learned then that Mike wasn't the guy that Edie was having sex with. And she's like, oh, it's fine that her house burned out. Everything's fine. This is great. I love this. This is fine. Uh, Edie should kill this fucking lady. Like, if somebody burned my fucking house down. But she doesn't know that at this point. Or maybe, I don't know, sometime. I guess, yeah, she's she's a (sighs) slut. So she's everyone's enemy. But, like, uh, I feel like I'd know if I were her. (laughs) If somebody came and burned down my house... I sure would know. Uh, so, yeah, Lynette, we've talked about, you know, I mean, like, the major thing with Lynette is that she has four young children. Uh, she's, I think she says she's been pregnant four times in three that's not, years or something like that's that. That's not correct because two of those boys are clearly twins. Okay. Or she's had four kids in three years because it was yeah. twins. I think it's, I think it's, tri- like I think yeah. it's triplets and then one more. Horrible. Okay. Um, horrible. But, uh, her horrible, anyway. her horrible, horrible. Can you imagine being like, we're having a kid, and then learning that you're having two or more kids? I would never have sex that seems, Um Yeah, especially if I was a woman. I, that seems bad. I, I think not, I could raise... I think I could raise two, three. The difference between two and three is to be like, two, okay, no more kids ever. Okay, fine. Three... I'd be like, oh, I I want to die. Okay, <laughs> I would really like to die. 
so Preston and Porter are twins, and then Parker is, I believe, what you call an Irish twin, Irish twin? with them. Uh, God, because having uh, tw- having real twins and then an Irish twin, that guy yeah. needs to get. He doesn't even need to just. It goes beyond getting a vasectomy. He Lop needs to have that his dude's dick balls cut off. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get the injection yeah, lop him from off. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it wasn't from Nicki Minaj, but anyway, no, Nicki, Nicki Minaj's works, right? Nicki Minaj's cousins. Yeah, Who give him the- give him whatever Nicki Minaj's cousins partner got. Uh, I thought it was just his cousin's friend. I thought yeah. it was that far from you. Yeah. I, I thought cousin's it was his cousin. I thought it was her cousin's partner. Cousin's friends what? part. I don't oh know. Whatever. Whatever Anyways, it was, he became a tanuki. And yeah. Tom needs to get his balls so swollen that he can't jerk it, cause, or that he can't even jerk it, that he can never come again because he'll die. Because even then, there's the part where they go to have sex, and and Lynette's like, "Oh, I'm off the pill because it was causing swelling. You need a condom." And then Tom's like, "We could just chance it." And then she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And punches him straight across the the jaw. He like, knocks it. him out. He deserves it. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, who also deserved it is not Bree's husband, who gets poisoned at the salad bar. Oh, yeah. Because he asks for a divorce. And then yeah. she puts onions in his salad because he's deathly allergic to onions, which feels like a made-up allergy to me. I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie. Okay. If I could talk on allium allergies for a minute. Absolutely. A lot of people claim <laughs> to fucking have them because onions are a strong flavor. And people who come into restaurants in Chicago in the West Loop are 22 years old and haven't learned how to admit they don't like something. So when people cl- come in claiming an allium allergy, when I worked at a barbecue place, we didn't have a single item that didn't have an onion, garlic, scallion, shallot, any of those in it. So whenever they told me that they were allergic to onions, the only way you can be allergic to onions, you can't be allergic to just one. You're allergic to allium. So if that's the case, Alliums. I can't serve you a single item from the menu. So if you're like, I'm allergic to onions, I would just say there's absolutely nothing I can do. And legally, I can't serve you. Goodbye. Because it's fucking made up. It's made up 100 fucking percent of the time. Mushroom allergies are almost 100 percent of the time a lie, too. Yeah, that was just, it was really funny. It's like, I'm deathly allergic to onions. No, and you're not. he just starts choking on an onion or whatever. And it's like, come on, no, you big baby. Yeah. You just if don't you have, like uh, the dedicated- taste of a red onion. It's too strong for you. So you go, ah. oh, oh, I'm a big baby. I can't handle the raw white onion. Oh. Wah. <laughs> anyway, so this is, this uh, is Rex, an onion lovers podcast. That's as right. we Rex, all know, of course. Rex, Rex cries his way this. to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> baby, baby. Rex cries. Rex cries the exact opposite of the time Stephen cried when Progressive Field removed the onion, like the onion hot dog stand. Oh, oh dude, that, my place, God, that place was guys. fucked up. That place was so fucking good. I love <laughs> that it was place. I know. They had so many different kinds of onions. They had every kind of onion. You could anyway, like, it's so Vidalia understandable how this closed. It's fucking caramel that this was open at all. And you could get onion petals. It was amazing. <laughs> they had like onion paste. Yeah, every kind of fucking onion shit you haven't even fucking heard of. And you'd get like six of them. It'd be delicious. It'd be an onion explosion in your mouth <laughs> on like an old beef dog. It was amazing. I, I, I don't disagree with you with, being, with it being good. It is just, it is just like the saddest I've ever seen anyone at any sporting <laughs> event. It was you having nothing to do with what happened in the game. It was you going and seeing it was just a normal spot to get a hot dog. You didn't no see me at like, 
you didn't see me at Ohio State Clemson I, like fucking festival. But uh, yes, I, you, the second saddest I've ever been was when I realized Matt, that the start onion. playing the theme. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, at the hospital, uh, Rex tells Bree that she's emotionally unavailable and obsessed with domestic perfection, and then she goes and cries in the bathroom for five minutes, and then comes back with a flower arrangement. He, first of all, I actually do owe the Hendersons a dinner. That was a line that really hit home for me. Second of all, uh, if you burn toast, you should have full-time in-home care. Steven has reacted to this by removing the mu- by pulling the mic away from him. He's shrugged incredibly hard. He's, his eyes have rolled back as if he is possessed. Words have meaning. Like, if you actually... <laughs> If you actually care about something, no one will pay attention because of these stupid things that you say about things that don't matter. Like, you could be like, people, you'd be like, people who, you know, passed the abortion bill in Texas should be murdered. And people would be like, yes, but you said the same thing about people who burn toast. So he I don't care. I didn't say they should be murdered. Okay, but I mean, the, point, I don't know, the point stands. Like, you, you get it. You don't understand what I'm saying. Yes, they clearly the can't take care meaning, of themselves. And when you misuse his words, you, you remove the meaning it's weird that when when travis is away steven plays the part of ian yeah that is interesting <laughs> it's weird how this happened i guess it's because the matt and i energy lines up a bit more than the steven and matt or the ian and steven energy yeah maybe sometimes sometimes i feel like it depends on what show we're talking about and yeah, the moods I, we're all in yeah, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, anyways. Um, uh, yeah, so Gabby, uh, you know, she's just only getting uh, extravagant gifts from Carlos. That's really the only thing that's keeping her marriage together. So she has affairs with uh, John Rowland, her, what Wikipedia says, 16-year-old gardener. So oh, Gabby... Mm. Uh, Cancelled! Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a classic, as you know, thing, is people sleeping with high schoolers. Usually it's from the high schooler's point of view, but like... This is just a thing in the show that, that we watch. And, and the other classic thing in the, as you know, is honestly, no jury would convict if you presented a photo of Jesse Metcalf and you're like, that guy's 16. You're like, no, he's not. He's fucking <laughs> not. Are you kidding me? Uh, this show came out in 2004. Oh my God. He was 26. He was 26. <laughs> yeah. Oh like my 10 God. years older than his character. It's yeah, just it's, one of those things. I mean, it's where... Kitch's law. Like you just can't, uh, <laughs> It's fine. It's a good way to phrase it. That's a fucking yeah, it's just good like, way. It's just actually. like we'd get mad, except like yeah. if I slept with someone who looked legitimately like they were in the upper half of their 20s and then later found out they weren't 18 and everybody was like, Steven, you're, Steven, you're, Steven, you're canceled. And you then you would, you would and I'd show like, a picture of people. Show? Am I on a CW show? Right. Am I, and then I'd, sh- and a, I'd show everyone a, a picture show? and they'd be like, that person's how old now? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, when you click on Jesse Metcalf and you're like, yeah, he was supposed to be 16 in 2004. He's no. 40. He's 42 no. years old now. No. And Steven would get uh, recanceled when somebody confirmed to? that uh, the person that he slept with smelled like Axe body spray when he walked in the room. <laughs> oh, I guess they were 16. I really assumed that Jesse Metcalf would be on a show like, you know, FBI International or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> He was on a Fucking show FBI called Chesapeake Shores, which was on the Hallmark Channel. It ended earlier this year. It ran for five seasons, but it only had 40 episodes. 
It has Diane Ladd in it. Wait, it has Diane Ladd in it? Don't make me mad okay. because this has a two-hour premiere also. Don't make me <laughs> mad because this has Diane Ladd. They go to the funeral for uh, Mary Alice. They, uh, they're asked by Paul, uh, Mary Alice's widow, widower, widower, uh, to sort through her belongings because he can't bear to do it himself. Um, and then uh, Mary Alice's son. Dana. Um, we Dana. Get... What? Dana. What? <laughs> At this point in the show, he's known as Dana. At this point in the show, it says that his name is Zach on the page. Oh. Fuck. His original name is Dana Taylor. And Stephen, you now have to explain that. <laughs> yeah. What? So, so, the se- so Mary Alice's secret is that... They took a baby from a heroin addict because Mary Alice couldn't get pregnant. And then the woman got clean and came back for her kid. And then they killed her and buried her in the swimming pool. Mm. And right. that's, and then Mary Alice killed herself because and Mike Delfino moved in and he is the father. So Plumber wow. Mike's son. son. Okay. Now I'm understanding why this show ran for 180 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike Delfino was trying to figure out some things about a potential son of his. Deidre Taylor, his. Yes. Okay. Got it. Well, yeah. So, but sorry, I knew that. I knew that kid as Dana because that. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're right. No, I understand. Yeah. And Zach wakes up in the middle of the night. There's a great cut. I can't remember what the first part of it is. Like somebody shouts at somebody and then it like probably cut to the ad and then it would come back from the ad. But instead we just get like Felicity Huffman shouting at one of her children. And then we get Zach wake, like darting up in bed and walking outside and finding his dad. Um, it says here that his dad is named Paul, which is weird to me because his dad is Duck Phillips. Oh, yeah. Um, we see Duck Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Yeah tearing up the swimming pool and zach is just like okay they just Doc stand Phillips. there and they're like dad wow. what are you doing uh one of the two madman actors across these two episodes yeah that's right yeah because um, ted shaw is in it yeah and he yep ted's also there <laughs> and he's and he says god forgive us or whatever god forgive us yeah because he's tearing <laughs> up so what up he's tearing up the body of the woman he murdered yeah he's i mean you like gotta gonna move it or something why would I mean, like, what? it's under the swimming pool. Yeah, you gotta. You know what I? You know you what? You don't want that to be found. Matt, the fucking dude just showed up in the neighborhood. Matt, you know why I? You know why I thought he's he gonna was dig in everybody's swimming, swimming pool. pool. You know why I thought he was digging into the swimming pool? Why is that? Because people have been asking Paul a lot of questions. You know, they've been asking him if he's back, and for a long time he didn't know how to answer <laughs> that question. Yeah. But I, Paul I'm thinking knows. he's back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you gave us the explanation for what's going on with Paul. Because, yeah, yeah. What, what ends up happening to the end of the episode is just that uh, while they go through Mary Alice's clothes, they discover a, a blackmail note that's like, I know what you did. It makes me sick. I'm going to tell. For some reason, the Wikipedia write-up on the note includes brackets around the periods, which indicates that there weren't periods in the original note. And I really love hmm. that added detail from whatever Wikipedia editor. Yeah, that's rad. Um, uh, and then it indicates, yeah, so they, they see that it was postmarked the day that Mary Alice received it. And they're like, oh, my God, is this the secret that she was 
hiding because they're you know the, the the running theme throughout the episode is that they're all so shocked that this person uh, who lived this seemingly idyllic life could do such a thing. They were amazed that Brenda Strong did this. Uh, anyways, I had a lot of fun with the pilot episode of yeah. It was it was a solid setup. The vibes were insanely fucked on purpose, and I found it hard to watch for that reason yeah so i wouldn't watch more but i i thought the setup was good and i had a good time and this is one of those ones where like boy i wish this was 10 episodes a season instead of 22 episodes it's a season. so much tv man oh my god that's so much if you Don't were like watch there are 50 episodes of desperate housewives would be like let's fucking go and instead there's 180 episodes yeah if i watched one episode of desperate housewives a day it would take me six months to watch I probably watched 50 episodes of Desperate Housewives, to be honest with you. I bet I did. That's more than should um, exist. Correct. You know what also was great about this show? I really do enjoy the title sequence and theme by Danny Elfman. Yeah, it's I nice. I think that's actually really fun. Yeah. The Adam and Eve thing. I think that looks great. And I remember the moment I hit play and I saw that, I was like, oh, my oh my God. It was kind of iconic. Like, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I forgot how much. And then I was seeing it and I was just like, this has been so just so all around because you know i mean it would it would be on abc so i'd be like you know watching a football game i'd be watching lost i'd be watching whatever and i would see that yep image and i it it did such a good job staying with me i i enjoyed this less than i did before i don't know i think because i'd seen it and i sort of knew the plot i was like oh like i i was stricken by how 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 much mary alice took away nuance you like people could have expressed things with their face that mary alice came on and said like but brie was not happy with this because she needed everything to be perfect where it like it showed that like artistically like it showed it artistically or and, and instead she just described what we already could see that was like artistically portrayed but then she was like but Gabrielle was feeling abandoned by Carlos, so she had sex with a gardener. It's like, okay, yeah. we we see it, like we What's, see it. We don't need Steven, you to describe it. I, I think you watched this. It was funny watching this, and I kept thinking of pushing daisies. Yeah, which is funny because the show is so firmly post. The, or pushing daisies is so firmly post this. Yeah, and like kind of does the winking, like, oh, here's someone narrating this stuff like it's a fairy tale. Yeah. It works a lot better that. with that, yeah. It, it works a lot better in a heightened environment. Instead, this is somebody just narrating the suburbs. And just by TV standards, not anything interesting happens. Like, they're not particularly more interesting, like, adultery or right. murder plots. It's just kind of the normal right. stuff that happens. And I think that's where it falls apart in the finale for me, where I was just like, why should I fucking care about any of this? It's interminable. That's what I, I was saying you know, that about. I was saying that you either if you care about these characters, then you care about the finale, and if you don't, that it has nothing to offer. Except, uh, except of course, somebody's water breaking on the way to a wedding, which like it wouldn't be a finale God. without we love that. We love. We that. really okay. So I'm gonna sit down in the coming weeks and I'm gonna finalize the bingo, bingo board. board. Yeah, and the yeah. finale bingo board. It has to be specifically water. Is the my water just broke? Yeah, like that's. <laughs> The that's the the the. It's not just somebody has a kid. It's inconvenient water breaking. <laughs> okay, so we got a two parter finale. So we're gonna try and blaze through this. Yeah, Evil Longoria is still with the fucking abuser guy. 
for some reason. That would that I eight years I was on, amazed. still being an abuser. I'm sure. Um, fuck this guy. He seems like um, he's gotten a bit better. Who gives a shit about yeah, the fucking he old lady? Off a great bit. Um, who is this old lady? Who cares? There's an old lady now. So. There's an old she's woman, in Karen. she's in a lot of the episodes. Like she's in a lot uh, of the series. I'm pretty. She was only in half. <laughs> I, I guess she's she in, two in two thirds, thirds of the episodes of that I watched. She's in two thirds of what you watched. You just think if she were an important character, we would have known about her right off the bat. So I'd say she's probably Listen, just in these two. You know, Catherine Johnston as Karen McCluskey. She's only listed as a guest in the first season, Stephen. And then she is reoccurring up to season six. And then season six is the only... No, she's main cast in season six and seven. But then season eight, she gets also starring. Wow. People in TV shows really be getting cancer in the last season, huh? Add it to the bingo board. Yeah. Cancer in the last season absolutely has to be on the bingo board. Dude, I'm okay. I just want to I want to touch on this cuz I, I pulled to to find out the cast list. There are so many killer people who appear only in like a season or two of this show, including Kyle MacLachlan. Kyle MacLachlan was in actually more than one. But yes. Do you mean killer? One of the ones. Kyle killer McLaughlin. like shoot him with a gun killer or like just good? Probably. Yeah, I I meant just good. Do we yeah. get Ray Wise? Kyle MacLachlan. They don't get Ray Wise, but they get Neil McDonough, okay. who's also great. Right. And then this is the one where I was like, oh, I have to bring this up. In season six of Desperate Housewives, in the main cast, we get Drea De Mateo. That's right, baby. Tell me who that is. I don't know who that is. Adriana. Keep going. From what? Sopranos. Uh, Adriana La Serva. Christopher. <laughs> she got okay. killed on the Sopranos yeah, yeah. and then immediately and then was went on Desperate to Housewives this. That rules. Right away. That rules. <laughs> That's cool. Good for Great her. Leaf. I mean, that might not work out actually timeline, but still. But in um, our in our head canon, then, that's what it is, and that's fine. Okay, here's a question for you guys, and I know that this is a this is a conversation you might bring up, um, a conversation we had on an on an episode of a different podcast in a different time that was about a different show. But if I had killed someone, <laughs> would you help me try to cover it up? Depends who you killed. That's exactly what I was about to say. If I killed my spouse's abusive stepfather, would you help me try to cover would help. It up? Absolutely. Yeah, no question. Real okay. friends. Okay, because that's, hey, that's, be that's, that's the plot of the plot of the second to last episode. Be there for that. Yeah, like if you just told sure. me that it happened, um, I'd be like, "What the hell?" Like I could have been part of this operation from the beginning. It seemed unplanned. Anyway, that's the plot of the second to last episode. Is a lot of people helping. Carlos cover up a murder. Uh, but of, Bree's on trial for it. Yeah, because Bree buried the body. Uh, and her 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 lawyer is Scott Bakula. Her lawyer is Scott Bakula. As you, almost as you know, all star, but not quite. I was about to say perpetually, dude. We are going to get to the threatening to be an as you know all star <laughs> in a bit because there's a guy who is threatening. But yeah, Bakula, one of those ones who's like hovering around. Yeah. Yeah, he plays somebody's father. Oh, Chuck's father. Chuck. So, um, <laughs> he's more of a TV show all-star. Uh, yeah, so um, we we watch the trial, uh, and there's a lot of twists and turns, and 
Um, Their dying neighbor, Karen, is just like, I did it. We get a we get a great super dramatic like here's the scandalous narration. The old woman now realizes that she has a friend. <laughs> Horrible. Bad yeah. tone. Oh, that is how the episode I mean, starts. That is listen, how the episode starts. Listen, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Um, I I know who I am, and I know that I will a never cancer be, survivor. I that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> but shout out. <laughs> no, I. But yes, thank you. But no, um, uh, I listen. Okay, there's. I too like Karen. I'm just looking for four women to take care of me until my dying day, just to take turns. But also, I will not be certain that these people are my friends until I'm literally on death's door. And they're like, we're doing this because we're your friend. And I'll be like, oh, so this hasn't all been just an ongoing bit? And they're like, you no. I'm like, okay, now I'm finally certain forever and always that my friends do like me in this moment when you take care of me. And so I did feel represented by Karen in that way. The tone of this show is so I let me back up. Have I ever liked a finale? Have you guys ever liked a finale? We've watched now 30 yeah. finales. Can you name one that we've liked? I don't remember a single thing that we've watched. <laughs> Steven, what episode what show did we watch last week? Yeah, that was Chuck, but uh, What did we watch the week before? Private practice. Hey! Um, is that right? He did it. Yeah, you did it. Okay, the Frasier okay. finale um, is the first one I can think of that oh we God, for sure Frasier liked. Frasier was great. I liked, I liked Felicity. Yeah, the Felicity <laughs> finale. Okay, okay. No, we've, liked, no, we've liked a few. No, <laughs> but no, on the whole, no. on the whole, they a show, and this is maybe my thesis on you know 30 you know episodes in, every single yeah. show Don't becomes this tone becomes this exact fucking episode when they decide to end the show. It's ridiculous yeah, it's how much uh, every of, fucking finale that we've watched yeah. has been like a courtroom drama, somebody like the main characters getting off like of whatever fucking thing they're accused of, a bunch of people giving speeches about how m- two married people who got divorced are getting back together, somebody's water breaks on the way to a wedding, some characters who we've never met before get married, and then somebody dies. And, and a baby is born. I will say, uh, uh, the show that actually I think worked best where it's the finale I liked more than I liked the pilot episode was a podcast episode that you weren't on for. Because Father Ted mm. was the one. Oh, that one was great. Where that I one enjoyed was great. the pilot, and then the Father Ted finale had some of the best just, like, stupid. I still, uh, the, when I when I had people over and one of them put on a Radiohead record, I immediately started Amazing. thinking of the Father Ted such a good <laughs> Radiohead yeah, playing. That was a great bit. Like, such a good bit. I'm, I'm ready so to So I do watch again. the show when I'm not on. Let me be clear. I did watch Father Ted. I oh, thought it was good. I appreciate that. Yeah, so that's that's the one. But that's also, yeah, yeah. And you're right, yes. At a certain point. It's comedies. Shows, Only comedies we've liked. All shows die yeah. a hero. Maybe twenty four long enough. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, twenty four he beheads the Japanese president. Like that's we fucking sick. That one. We yeah. gotta do the addendum one week. We we'll do. do we it do have sometime. to do. We do have to do the addendum. Uh yeah. Uh, what else happened in this episode? Is this the one where Ted from uh, Mad Men gets his ass lifted? Ted Charles. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a yeah, way. There's a way that, uh, that John Slattery delivers that. Yeah, at one point in uh, in Mad Men, that I think of like literally every time I think of that character's name, I think of John Slattery saying Ted Chalgru. 
We should watch Mad Men for this podcast. But yeah, Kevin Rand, he gets his ass lifted. I also really loved that scene. This is mostly for Steven. Uh, where uh, I, I don't know which of the episodes it is, but because he's selling Susan's house because Susan's moving. Yeah. And he tells her, like, you know, she's like, he puts the sign out front and then she's like, remove the sign. I haven't told them. And she's like, well, we're selling the house. I've already used your down payment, like, on, on, you know, on this. And then she's like, what did you use it on? And he's like, isn't it obvious? And he's standing there wearing a loud shirt. So I immediately <laughs> I was like, was the he's shirt spending too. his per diem. <laughs> <laughs> he's spending his per diem down at Dan. This Lattis. is my exact style. <laughs> this is my exact style. And then it turns out he got his ass lifted. And um, at one point she slaps that ass and then says that it, quote, slapped back. And then. If you know, you know. He just like, raise it. Listen. Sometimes you slap that ass. Sometimes the ass slap back. Steven, can I ask a question? Since you watched some of this show, uh, when did Eva Longoria start only dressing like a birthday present and not like a person? <laughs> um, that's most of the show. <laughs> like most of the show. Like, was that a thing that the show was known for? And she like really leaned into it hard. I don't. I don't like. I that sort of thing. I would have never remembered. I, I remember plot I'm, points, but not costume stuff. That I would. Okay. My you know what? I, my fourteen-year-old brain would never have remembered that. My twenty-nine-year-old brain would also probably not remember <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. I also wanted to bring up the part. So yeah, um, Carlos threatens to fire the uh, in the pilot. He threatens to fire the gardener because he didn't mow the lawn. So then she runs back, mows the lawn in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Because the dick's so good. good. She got to make sure he can't get, get fired. But what I loved is that that's literally gaslighting. Like, that yeah, is, is actual. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. She's actually gaslighting her husband. How progressive. Does Which, that honestly, that? yeah, seems yeah. good. My main question in this finale was like, well, because I'd only seen him as a uh, psychotic monster abuser. Why wouldn't you let this guy go to jail? Okay, your friend's on trial for the murder. Why don't you just say it was my fucking abusive husband? He can go to jail. Goodbye. I mean, she. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair, she was. She was gonna do it. Like literally, she ran into the courtroom and was gonna do it when Karen was on the stand. Like that was clear that that was what was gonna happen. Yeah. On the subject of Ava Longoria, does anyone else remember when she was dating J.C. (laughs) Chazé? No. No. And then was given was there was an interview, I think it was with Rolling Stone, and they asked her about the best sex she had last year while she was dating JC Chazé, and she mentioned a vibrator. Oof. I don't think if you're JC Chazé, you could ever recover from that. Yeah. He's never been heard from again. He faked his own death. Never been heard from again. Um, this is, I guess, mostly then for Steven. Remember when she was married to Tony Parker? Yes. And then it turned out that Tony Parker was ha- was having an affair with his teammate's wife? I, I vaguely remember this. I, that's definitely top tier things I wish had been ar- happened when NBA Twitter was around. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Because Tony Parker would have a different perspective if everyone learned that he was having an affair. He was cheating on Ava Longoria with a teammate's wife. We would just be like, yo, what? What? Yeah, uh. yeah, that's way more exciting than the D'Angelo Russell thing. Yeah, uh. uh anyways, uh... Bree gets off of the murder charges because Karen's like, I'm going to tell them that Renee is drunk. And then instead she's just like, I did it. Also, a community is important. Sure. Yeah. Community is important is a really interesting lesson. Yeah. Fucking yawn city. Sorry, guys. 
And then... No, and then no, you don't she, need to apologize. She reveals that she uh, was listening that earlier with Gabby because she quotes Gabby verbatim. Because yep. the DA is just like, yep. how could you have done it? And then she's like, adrenaline, fear, you'd be surprised what people can do. Which is what Gabby was going to tell, which, which is what Gabby said Car- to Carlos that she was going to say to them. And yep. then the judge is just like, well... Bree's innocent, and we're not going to press charges because that woman's dead oh, now. Oh, he's old she's as shit. Dead. What are we going to do? <laughs> Kill her? Well, to be fair, to be fair, like, you'd need to basically restart the trial, and if it was clear, if the doctor said she's going to die within the week, you wouldn't get through the trial in the week. Like, there's yeah. just no no murder trial yeah, has ever lasted less Steven, than a week. Listen, the fucking 45 Steven, is already American spinning Justice for the 25th system. time. Like... Now, I loved this. I loved this idea of just like, I want to hear this song when I die. Play it again. <laughs> play it again <laughs> so until like, I, I die. Have, just play, die. <laughs> like, they're not like, it played once and then she died. It's like, I got to go out on this note. You're going to, it's the. It's Didn't the, she say um, she wanted it during her funeral, though? Not yes. like during Whatever. her death? I uh, see. For me, this just felt very much the you're in the car and you want your friend to hear this song, so you keep restarting the song only. <laughs> You're dying. What are you doing you up there? But yeah, no, because we got the finale, which is, of course, called Finishing the Hat. Sure. Because you know why it's called Finishing the Hat? No. Is that a, what's the, what's the reference here? Because you, you have, Stephen, because you, you, you have to finish the hat. How you watch the rest of the world from a window while you finish the hat. Mapping out a sky, what you feel like, planning a sky. What do you feel when the voices go through the window? And they go until they distance and die. Until there's nothing but sky. And now you're always turning back too late from the grass or the stick. Uh, all of the episodes of Desperate Housewives are named after uh, Stephen Sondheim. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. And finishing the Hat is his masterpiece. Uh, Dana Delaney, uh, who is a person. I don't know what I know her from, but I recognized her face. She's been around. I mean, she was... Andrea Beaumont on um, in Batman Mask of the Phantasm, but that's a voice role. But uh, she returns to the to uh, Wisteria Lane to offer Lynette a job as the head of her frozen food conglomerate from France in their U.S. expansion. Uh, she and Steve. That was the other thing is that Steve and her split uh, at some point, and then it looked like they were going to get back together. But then Steve saw her with Ted. That's not his name. I think Ted his name Chaw. is Lee. Yeah, Ted Shaw, and was just like these two are together. But Ted's gay, so there was this whole miscommunication. And then the end of the previous episode ends with him being like, "I want you back." And then she's like, "I've only ever loved you." And then they embrace, and it's like we're back together, and everything's great. But Lynette, who, who used cares? to be a lesbian, which, no, not Lynette, no, the, sorry, the, uh, Christine, Catherine, Catherine yeah. who used What's to be a lesbian, <laughs> Catherine, <laughs> Catherine, who used to be a lesbian. She's she's there. And she's like, I heard you and Steve split. And you're like, yo, is she trying to move in on this? And then she's just like, I have a job for you. She's like, Steve and I are back together. And she's like, I still have a job for you. Head up our U.S. expansion. You haven't. Did you mean I Tom? don't know what you do. Yeah. Tom, Steve. You said Steve. Dick. But whatever. Who cares? Harry. I got your generic job is Your job is eating this puss nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Their friend R- Renee, who it seems like none of them like. No, she and seems awful. She seems truly terrible. Uh, I don't remember her at all. She must have been introduced kind of late. And it's played by uh, Vanessa Williams. 
So she just uh, kind of gets away with being horrible and selfish, and everyone's like, yeah, we're at her wedding now. That's I hate fine. a fucking bridezilla plot. I hate a bridezilla plot. It seems like she's just a, a, a Zilla. Could you imagine? Generally. Yeah, fair enough. Could, could you? Yeah, yeah. But also, could you just imagine just like having a friend or your fiance be like this? In the like that, I wouldn't like a get married to them. I think if that they were my I think fiance. that has happened. I think that has happened, but like not since I was like a teen. That I had a friend who was just like this. Yeah, no, I can't think of anyone like in my life now who like is a monster on purpose. Travis, Tra- Travis, 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 other than Travis. We've been too nice for him on an episode where he hasn't been here. Like, yeah, yeah. When Steven's not here, we just like say like horrible reasons why he isn't on the podcast or whatever. We just come up with the most ridiculous things. We've just been like, Travis isn't here. Yeah. Um, Gabby at some point started a job, and at some point she also got a promotion. She gets a and promotion on now screen. Now she is Carlos. Yeah, she gets a promotion in the weirdest way where the boss calls and then is apparently on the other end of the phone is like, you, you there, Gabby, you're a high riser. I think you've got a great future in this company, and I'm going to give you a promotion immediately. You don't have any time to think about it. I'm not going to get a word in edgewise other than this. All right, bye. Because she, she on the other end is like, what's that? If I got That's this great. call, I would I assume that. that the CIA had just called me. If I, got, if I got a call, yeah, after hours, that it's just like, you're getting a promotion. I'd be like, what? But I don't want the one word that I said on the call. What? Yeah, and instead the actors the other. You want to you want to do what? Okay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so she's now like VP of sales or something like that. This is the kind of call you get when you work for the fucking mob. It's not the kind of call you get when you work for a normal company. Anyways, yeah, Gabby's yeah VP of sales now. Um, something to that effect. Can we talk um, about how Cumberly sounds like some th- some mean nickname for a person named Kimberly who somebody caught having sex in high school. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Where does that come from? Did I miss that? This is somebody's name in this episode. It's no, it's the name of last the, name. the store that, oh, no, it's the name oh. of the store that they go to. They're like, oh. where are we going? They say like six times. They're like, where are we going? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like that, the hospital, the, Cumberly's the hospital, Cumberly's the hospital. Oh, sorry. That was so, that jumped so much ahead. That's where I was like, what? What? Sorry, man. No, sorry, sorry. This sorry. fucking lady, Renee. Yeah, she sucks. She sucks. Why are they friends with her? I guess they're not. They they hadn't grown past that part where sometimes you like have that friend you don't like, and then you stop being friends with them. They never got to the. Oh, I just need to like leak, get this person out of my life. I don't enjoy being around them. Uh, would you go to their wedding? God damn. Would I go to their wedding? Yeah, absolutely. Would I be in their wedding party? No. I would right. go to the wedding. I love weddings. I also love weddings. Yeah. Uh, Susan uh, finally tells her friend she's moving at some point in the soul. Actually, I think she does that. Like, she, we don't even see her telling them. Like, the part is like silenced, you know, as like music plays. And then they're all like, oh my God, I can't Should believe it. And for some reason, Wikipedia has this earlier. Because we also, um, we, we have her talking about, uh, so her daughter, Julie, is pregnant. But she, she's yep. not. She like really quickly decided to marry the old high school quarterback guy. Got knocked up pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He went off to be yeah. this big and this artist really weird. somewhere in Chicago, and uh, uh, and she started dating. Sort of. She started sleeping with her TA, 
in college because and he was like so, a real creep to her yeah unclear who the father is and if at this big point. stats tell me i'm just then <laughs> i'll walk into the ocean uh listen death and life death and life Dude, there Those are the, so the much big death two life things intercut. but do you know who actually is the father of julie's child julia child scott bacula no one of lynette's horrible sons Oh no! That's why they're rushed to the hospital as well, because it's also their granddaughter. But that's not like touchdown at all. I found this out when I was checking something, and then it just said like, "Oh, they're also there for that." I was like, "Oh, what?" Because yeah, Julie's not with them; she's just pregnant. Okay, that's horrible. So she's like a single mom who's gonna have to deal with like her mom is friends with, like best friends Mm -hmm. with her child's father's mom mm-hmm. so neither up, like, of them the can like from. disappear from the other's life they're just kind of stuck <sighs> she knows how horrible these fucking twins were these weird p named fucking monsters she but had sex it's with cool one of them because yeah and it, but it's it's okay though because um because susan wants to set up with her ob who is named is, is the actress named west brown here's some shows that west brown appeared on uh, Wes Brown played Luke McDonald in season two of HBO's True Blood. Mm. He also had his reoccurring role of Judson Lyons in Heart of Dixie and Ryan <laughs> Kerrigan in Private Practice. This man <sighs> lurks on the edge of our vision as if he's the monster from It Follows. <laughs> uh, Julie, Gabby, and Susan uh, help Renee on, the, uh, on, their, on her wedding day. Uh, she's just just a monster. She was a monster yeah, to her fiance Ben, who's seems like some chill Australian who's probably committed a horrible crime at some point. In this was show. he not a Kiwi? Maybe he was. Maybe it was. No, New they Zealand. said I, Sydney. I think he's Australian. Oh, okay, unless they were hey, being racist. Also, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's the like, uh, no. It's the, New Zealand. Um, no. <laughs> That's the, that is from Flight of the Concords, right? Where they're like, "Oh, I thought you were from Australia." I was like, "What are you stabbed a kiwi on our door?" <laughs> but yeah, so you know, they're in the limo, they're headed there. You know, they're they're running behind, and then Julie's water breaks all over Renee's dress, so she has to get a new one. They stop at the department store. It said they stop at Gabby's department store, so I guess Gabby works at this. Is that what is that what happened in that scene? I guess so. She has the whole part with the badge, and she's like, "I'd never wear a badge on a." handsome lanyard susan takes the uh limo so that she can take julie to the hospital cumberly it's a bad name yeah you don't want to go shopping at cumberly's shop till you drop at cumberly's it kind of feels like like if if you take away the like (laughs) come part of it then it just reminds me of cumbersome (laughs) and that's not a good word either like that's that's the vibe i'm getting from this Cumberly seems like an old old version of the word cumbersome before english settled on cumbersome being the one version of it yeah yeah. or like or like it's what like english people call like a cumberbund which is already a thing that we don't really use it's just not a good name for a store what's the most though like heavy-handed ad that like or the most like winking at the camera ad you could think for for cumberly's Focusing on the first part of it being come, dress your dress to when your wedding night. You, you're gonna be, you're gonna want you're gonna want to be prepared for Cumberleys <laughs> on your wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are gonna want to be prepared <laughs> for comfort. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, shouts out to uh, Roy and uh, Karen uh, McCluskey. Uh, Roy, of course, being uh, her husband, who is uh, uh, immediately recognizable to me as the crazy old doctor in. Uh, being John Malkovich, who is going uh-huh. to steal John Malkovich's body. Yeah. And uh, they, because they see Brie and Trip, and like the fact that they're circling around each other, but they're mad at each other at the same time. And Karen is just like, honey, before I die, would you mind if we got all up in somebody else's business one last time? And then he's like, for old time's sake, I think we can do it. And then they, you know, set him up. Did you guys like this? Uh, this felt like it became a show for literal babies. Every time the old people were on screen. It was always for babies. The, I mean, when the old guy literally looks at uh, Tom. Stephen, was it Tom? Tom? I want to say Tom. 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 And he's like, you got to say what you can say while you still can say it, you know? You don't want to yeah. get to my point in life where you're, you're old and miserable and you, you can't say these things. Anymore. And he's just like... Everyone's like, oh, what profound wisdom. And it's like, I liked it because I read these two as deeply cynical old people. But just like the, the tone of the show when they were on screen was so. It was very sappy. Yeah. So sappy. Every but show like, gets so like fucking sappy. sentimental. Chill out. Have a I normal mean, it's time. true. Somebody should get shot in finales. It shouldn't be crying over fucking. That does happen sometimes. It's weird that you say this and yet you didn't like. Uh, six feet under the show where the main character died four episodes before the finale and then just literally haunts them. He could have died in the finale. That would have been better if he had been shot in the finale way better. Uh, so yeah, McCluskey listens to the record a bunch until she dies. Is, is it kind of weird that Vanessa Williams is like the twins who not twins, but the sisters who play tennis. If you combined their names, Venus, uh, like sort like sort of like kind of this is fucking sweaty this is a stretch you know venus and serena vanessa verena vanessa that is that is a that is a stretch armstrong level of stretch there steven just typed something i'm worried it's a message Oh, I'm, I'm, it says here, fuck you, Ian, this was a good joke? Okay. Yeah, it actually, yeah, well, it's actually a diagram describing how, uh, the, if you combine the two names, then the, the perfect center is... Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't read those, those uh, word chart things where, you know, you got, you got like an upside down E and shit like that. Listen, you of all yeah. people should know what the upside down E is called. I know it's called a schwa, and I knew the moment. <laughs> I knew the moment I picked that one. I regretted it in my head. Um, yeah, so she, Karen listened to that record a bunch. Julie gives birth. Renee and Ben dance at the reception. Tom and Lynette dance and are like, we're going to move to New York. And then Porter runs in and is just like, Julie's having a kid. And it's like, weird that you guys aren't as excited about having a grandchild as Susan is. Uh, Gabby and Carlos dance with their two girls. Uh, and we, we see the whole group play poker because that was the thing I guess they did. It was like they do their favorite thing, play poker, which is the thing they do in like a couple episodes. Like 
It's, it shows that I, when you live a stifled suburban life, you rarely get to do your favorite thing. Fair enough. So they're all like, oh, this isn't going to be the last time we play poker. Spoilers. It was the last time they all played poker. Duh. You know, Lynette and Tom moved to New York and have a penthouse apartment overlooking Central Park. Right before COVID hits. Yeah, right before COVID hits. They go to Central and Park with their six grandchildren. And they flee to upstate New York like within a few months yeah, of having moved oh, yeah. there. Uh, Gabby and Carlos then leave. Uh, Gabby starts a personal shopping website, which then leads to her having a show on the Home Shopping Network. That's how that works. To a mansion in That's California, what happens. Where they where they fight, but are in love with each other. Bree marries Trip, and two years later, moves to Louisville, where she then becomes a member of the Kentucky State Legislature Jesus because Bree has done horrible things in her life. That's like right. in the first episode, it's mentioned that she joined the NRA because she wants her husband to always know that she knows how to use a six shooter in case he ever thinks about cheating, which is why he's like, I want a divorce. You're crazy. But I think I think we're at a point where it's unequivocally uh, probably good to have a gun, but probably horrible. Definitely horrible to join the NRA. Not only if you live in America. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Outside of America, do whatever in America. Like, do you own a gun, Matt? No, I thought about it. <laughs> That's all talk. <laughs> I wish that in this moment I could then pull out like a fucking like Desert AR-15. Eagle. Like Matt's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt's all talk. And then it's me like, now me on the other hand. <laughs> I would... Uh... I would start. I would start texting people. I'd start texting people. and be like, "Yes, yeah, Ian. We do. We should do bit more bits where we're like, fuck, Ian has an AR-15. <laughs> we can do that right now. That's true. That. Fuck, Ian has an AR-15. I need to. F- that would be sick. I need to find somewhere else to stay when I go back. I do not want to be in a house with an AR-15. Which I wouldn't Ian have is an currently just futz with it until it goes off. Ian. Ian has a. Ian has a Desert Eagle. <laughs> Steven, this is a promise. If I have a gun, I will put at least some blanks in it when you. you come to town. <laughs> so, can, so when so you want to fuss with it, it could scare you. It I, could get you good one time. And you're ne- like, oh, I maybe never. I shouldn't play with I the gun. Will never. I will not. I will not. Also, I will not. Out. Time I'm out. so he afraid of guns. Say, he also didn't say he'll put blanks in it. He just said some blanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's first two fucking blanks. Russian, <laughs> fucking Russian roulette with me every time. <laughs> I've seen real guns like twice in my life, and I just like was like, don't, I, I don't want anywhere, I don't want anywhere near that thing. Now, how do you feel about bow and arrows? There's a lot of effort that goes into harming someone with a bow and arrow. That's like you can't, you can't I've, accidentally set off a bow and arrow the same way you can I, accidentally I set off a gun. I want to find the line. I want to find the Stevens cool with this weapon being in the house, but not this yeah. weapon line. The line is what about guns. like throwing spears? Yeah, that's fine. I don't give a fuck. The line is gun. Well, I want to see if there's anything before the gun line. No, Stephen, play with stars. I would love, I would love for you, I would love for you to find it. I would, I would, I would, Mace? I enjoy you trying to find it. Mace is fine. Halberd, that's fine. Those Chinese hook swords. Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting closer because huh. right. that's the one where you're like, why you got that though? We're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. What, what about like a hand grenade? Kunai. No, hor- no, that's past gun. <laughs> That's the the gun line. That's over gun. the gun line and past gun. Grenade gun. <laughs> RPG. 
That's, That's past way gun. past gun. Yeah. Is that past grenade? Yes. Okay, what okay. about okay. What about like a musket? World War One era mortar. <laughs> musket. Yes, musket's good. A musket. <laughs> Is like it loaded? In, I it mean it can be, be in about loaded. thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I saw musket, if I saw musket hanging on a wall, stand your ground, state. I shout as I load my musket for twenty minutes. If I saw musket on a wall, I would not. I would just. I would in no way would I think that it would be usable. Like I'd be like, cool, a relic. Like I'd be like, it's like how there's a cavalry sword in my dad's house. Like it's just like no one's going to use this. It's a relic until until there's some home invaders looking for your hard drive that you have in your computer uh, because there are some. What am I, Kanye West? (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, let's say your cousin (laughs) comes in to steal your laptop. Not the one, you, not the one with the swollen balls. Your other cousin. <laughs> Let's say there's a musket on the wall. If you were in a movie, that musket's going off. Chekhov's musket. How about a, how about a Napoleonic era cannon with oh, cannonballs? That doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me. You think a cannon is better than a gun? Yeah, because you can't fucking set it off on accident. You could. I promise you. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Steven, Steven underestimating his own power in that moment. I just don't have a front door for a while because Steven accidentally set off my cannon. I I feel anxious around fire extinguishers because I would accidentally Wait. set off a fire extinguisher. Because you'd just be standing there futzing within just <laughs> Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> That's something I that happened. Say, I feel like we <laughs> fire extinguishers because one day there's going to be a fire and someone's going to depend on you to use the fire extinguisher. Well, the problem is I'll know how to use the fire extinguisher, but I will I will have depleted it when I was fucking around with it like a week ago. <laughs> also fucking funny if you run over with that. And you like the little nozzle and you go to spray it and nothing comes out. And then you're like, now's a bad time to mention. But I did accidentally maybe fuck with your fire extinguisher a week ago. (laughs) All of this would be good and funny as we burned to death. God, we've been recording for like three hours. Travis, (laughs) why is your presence? Travis, come home. Travis, come home. The desperate housewives. The desperate housewives pass the torch to the next yep. desperate housewife, who is um, desperate. And Susan, Man, are Susan these housewives takes, desperate? Susan takes one last spling, sprint, one last spin around. One the block last with, bling with MJ and Julie. So does she have a second child? Is that who this other kid is? I. She kidnapped this kid. I think she. I think she made a kid with Mike. Made the kid. word "made" is. <laughs> I don't like. Oh. You're not wrong, but I don't like that <laughs> though i will say i you have, really don't like it when i say when i say i'm gonna go make a pee too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah as, as susan drives away she is quote benevolently benevolently looked upon by many of the ghosts of the lane did it say benevolently but i can't speak is really uh, what it is ben- <laughs> benevolently <laughs> Yes. I tried twice and I was like, I'm going to push forward. <laughs> and The ghost uh, scene's Mike, fucked. I love it. It's so fucking I love bizarre. It too. I love it. So good. Mike, Karen, her son, George, Juanita, Mama, Solace. Mm. 
Uh, Mona Clark, Carl Mayer, Ellie Leonard, Nora Huntington, Rex Vandekamp, Lillian Sims, Beth Young, Chuck Vance, Al Mahad, Bradley Scott. Do these people Martha all Huber, die on Mary screen Alice in the Young. show? Uh, Why so this does this show where, have such a high body count? Uh, Matt, here's really what it seems like we've missed on this show. And Some of those people described. I don't think were even dead. Uh, I, no, I think they're all dead. Um, okay. Mike, the plumber. We saw in the first episode. Later, it's mentioned Killed in, in an unfortunate year. plumbing accident. No, no. Are you familiar with um, Ian Carmel? Uh, he's a, a comedian and a, mostly a Twitter personality is my exposure to him. Probably and when famous so. people die, he often will tweet, RIP such and such, gunned down in their prime. This guy was gunned down in his prime. Because Mike was killed in a drive-by shooting by Donnie, a vengeful loan shark slash extortionist in front of his home on Wisteria Lane. Extortionist. I didn't know you could be titled that. Seconds after expressing his love towards Susan. Amazing. He pushes Susan down to the ground in order to save her while he is shot in the chest. Amazing. That sounds like a great scene. I wish I would have seen that instead of finale. The fate of Mike's killer is never shown afterwards. Yeah. He's a pro. His job title is extortionist. But yeah, so that's just uh, just cool to know that this show has a drive-by shooting. And yeah, they uh, that's I mean that's finishing the hat. Yeah, because oh sorry, the, the new housewife Jennifer Jennifer's moved into the new home and uh, there's a locked cabinet. And while that she's like, or she puts like a jewelry box yeah, in a locked cabinet. She puts cabinet the box from Pulp Fiction in the yes. cabinet. And, and Mary Alice is like, secrets will always continue on Wisteria Lane in this real, like, Stephen King-ass ending. Yeah. Of like, oh, it's all over. Or is it? The town itself is haunted. They should have uh, made it more haunted because the show would have been interesting. That was Desperate Housewives. And usually, this is then the part of the podcast where we ask next week, you know, what we'll be talking about. But the host that's picking next week is not here. Now, I have on my phone a text from Travis that I have yet to open. It just says, text from Travis Mormon. So I now open the sealed envelope to let us know. That's an envelope envelope Lovecraftian envelope. (laughs) I, I cut off the tentacles from this envelope. Envelopes feel pain in this universe. (laughs) Envelopes do feel pain. And maybe we'll feel pain next week when we talk about Bates Motel. Oh, hell yeah. That's a great pick. What is that? Sounds like Steven (laughs) is going to be the one to tell us what Bates Motel is. Steven, I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. Tell us everything you think you know about Bates Motel starting in three, two, one. Bates Motel is a comedy horror. It's a comedy horror TV show about... It's an anthology sort of thing where every episode is people going to Bates Motel and getting murdered by ghosts in a funny way. Um, And that's time to join us (laughs) next week as we talk about... As we talk about the prequel to Psycho, Bates Motel. I've seen Psycho. The show that asks, what was Norman Bates like before he killed that one person? Do they say Bates Motel in Psycho? 
Are you kidding yes. me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Steven. Sort of. Yes. Maybe Nor- even the main character of the film Psycho. Yeah. Norman okay. Bates. The main character okay. of Psycho. Okay. First of all, I watched Psycho when I was like 12. Second of all, right. I di- there was some subconscious piece of me that I knew you did. it was horror. I really thought that you were going to accidentally stumble into it and not know that there was a TV show that was like, what was Psycho like before Psycho? And say like, it's a comedy set at the motel from Psycho, and I was going to get really excited. But <laughs> instead, we're going to talk about the Vera Famiga, Freddie Highmore, I want to say like A&E original television oh, show. Oh, wow. It, it, it is A&E. I have it Woo! right here. Wow. Uh, Woohoo! <laughs> Great pick. Mario. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to talk about that next week. Thank you for sticking with us on the, as you know, After Dark. (laughs) The, as you know, we're just down to hang edition. Yeah. With three people who will never stop a conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Three people who are are chronically down to hang. (laughs) Terminally ride or die. Uh, so especially, especially then, thanks to our wonderful stellar producer Matt Isiani or Matt Webby. whatever Stephen maybe sent in an email Webby. last week. Do you, do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what we need to do? Get that we man need, a Webby. We need to give that guy a Webby. Webby. <laughs> I really, I, I recently <laughs> saw like somebody post about like a podcast like Webby. producer job, and I almost tagged Matt of like you should add apply for this and then ask for a hundred thousand dollars because that spot was big enough that they probably could have swung that and just be like here's an un and then just put an unedited episode versus the edited episode as yeah. the entirety of your application but yeah thanks as always to his wonderful work week in week out thanks to you the listener you should rate review subscribe and most importantly most importantly tell a friend we don't we will never be bought or sold. Yes, we, we hear will. it as you know. We, we absolutely will never. One thousand percent. If you pay us money, never. we will advertise for you. One thousand percent. Doesn't matter. Buy my dad's ciders. Brownhoysidercompany.com. I have not seen a single cent, so we will never be bought or sold. <laughs> but I find that often, if you just tell a friend, that's the more effective, you know, means of, of building any type of audience. So, shouts out to our friends and the friends that they've shared this with. We'll be back next week. Shouts, Jesse. But we got to go home now. And Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, you got to bring us home. Ian. Oh, no. There is nothing abnormal about basil puree. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the can we just have normal soups? <laughs>